Live from the Business Radio X studio inside Renaissance Bank, the bank that specializes in understanding you. It's time for North Fulton Business Radio. And hello again, everyone. Welcome to another edition of North Fulton Business Radio. I'm John Ray, and we are broadcasting live from inside Renaissance Bank on Windward Parkway in Alpharetta. And folks, if you're tired of the big bank experience, you know what I mean. Computer-generated voices, 1-800 numbers, they really don't want to talk to small business. If you like that kind of environment, stay where you are. If you don't, go to renaissancebank.com. Check out their local offices, some 200 across the South, ready to serve you, and give them a call. And I think what you'll find is personal service in a bank that's big enough to pretty much handle any need you can throw at them. That's what I've found with the clients that I work with. So uh, uh, check them out. I think you'll be glad you did. Renaissance Bank, understanding you, member FDIC. And now I want to welcome an old friend, returned guest to the show, Greg Burkhalter, the LinkedIn guy. Greg, welcome. What well, is great to be back. It's been a while, John. It's been a pandemic ago. <laughs> and that pandemic ago keeps stretching for I, some reason. I, I know, know, I know. I, I don't know if we're out of it, in it, whether we're up the, up the slide, down the slide, what we are, but we're here. Yep. And that's the important thing. Um, so for the three people out there that don't know who you are, let's, enter, let's uh, give them a Low down on Greg Burkhalter and how you serve folks out there. Well, John, I am a personal branding coach, and I work with professionals to help them define their personal professional brand, work with them to create a strategy to grow that brand. And as you might guess, my number one tool is LinkedIn because it is the home of all the B2B conversations. It is the home of your personal brand. So it's a powerful tool to use. So I help you use LinkedIn to grow your brand. And what this actually creates for you is what I call professional insurance the ability to do what you want when you want with whom you want and how you want and at some point in your career this power and this confidence of your personal brand is going to drive you to latter career success greg you've been doing this a few minutes haven't you i mean uh, at least a week or two right time has been flying by (laughs) i think i'm over five years as the linkedin guy i mean Uh it's, it's been a while right right and you are um you're doing since you've, I guess, uh, before we get into some maybe how your business has changed, let's get into how LinkedIn has changed over that time. Um, how what what's been going on with LinkedIn? What what's the evolution of LinkedIn that we need to be paying attention to? Well, LinkedIn is one of the early social media channels. Most people don't recognize that fact, but it started a year before Facebook. And basically when it began, it was that place where you put your resume and tried to find a job. Well, we're way, 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 way beyond that now. Do people use LinkedIn to find a job? Sure they do. But they also use it to create a career opportunity throughout their career by building a solid brand and footprint. And as you mentioned, the uh, the pandemic earlier last year, which began, uh, it really changed LinkedIn a lot because what happened was LinkedIn was always out there, but it didn't have the attention of all the B2B world like it really should have. And when the pandemic hit, people were forced to go online. And where did they go? Where the conversations are, LinkedIn. They got on LinkedIn, and I wish I could tell you that everybody that got on LinkedIn with that zeal approached the platform with the proper respect. They didn't. They made a mistake that a lot of people make thinking that you can actually take a shortcut on LinkedIn to do what you want to do. Well, the only shortcut is burning your professional brand. 
So if you get on LinkedIn with a strategy of what can I get out of LinkedIn for me, if that's your focus, you will never succeed. LinkedIn is not about you. It's about the value you bring to the community and the way you help others on LinkedIn. So if you're on LinkedIn trying to sell stuff in a shortcut manner, not going to work. If you're on there trying to bring value, help other professionals be better at what they do, bring others along on your professional journey, you're going to succeed on LinkedIn. So that LinkedIn, there's more activity now, more than ever. But as far as people using it accurately, it's, it's about the same. Uh, they really are not taking the time and effort to invest in LinkedIn like they should. Now, your business has evolved. Uh, wow. Yeah. And, and talk about how that's happened, you know, and kind of the, the, the trainings that you're doing that seem aimed uh, at more corporate, more collegiate. Yeah, that really ramped up in this last year. I mean, as we said earlier, once people recognized the power of LinkedIn and online branding, uh, professionals realized, you know what? My sales team, my employees, my front-facing employees, my CEO – they are the outward face of our company. They are the emotional connection with what we're trying to do. We can't let those people be in the shadows anymore. we got to get them out there. Because what really happened over the last few years is that marketing message that people blast out there and kind of interrupt people with their brand message, people don't buy into that like they used to. They buy into what people say. And the two people they want to hear say are the employees of your company and your clients. Those two people control your brand validity, trust, and destiny. So that's why people are on LinkedIn right now using it to build that. And what I've noticed is major corporations and now even small to medium-sized companies have recognized they have to build and professionally develop their team to be present on LinkedIn. I mean, being present on LinkedIn is important, but being present on LinkedIn in the wrong way can be damaging to your company. So you want to make sure you put your team out there so they represent your company and give them the proper training to understand the etiquette, etiquette of LinkedIn. What are they supposed to do? What is your brand message so they can relay it in a professional way? That's very important. And it's talking about colleges. It's amazing now. I don't know if you noticed the news in the last year. Now that college athletes are now being able to, I guess, get money for what they do. Right. Now – Coming out of the woodwork are personal branding trainers who work exclusively with college athletes. So now you're going to see a lot more focus on college athletes having their personal brand, personal brand built up. Mm -hmm. But right now, I can tell you, a lot of the major universities in the eastern U.S. I've had the pleasure of speaking to in the last year, they realize that helping their students with their personal brand starts them on a solid footprint on their career. And if they don't do that, it does have impact. In fact, I'll give you a real life story. Mm-hmm. About three days ago, I had a friend of mine reach out and go, hey, I have a, uh, a family friend that's wanting to get connected at UGA, and I see you know someone. Can you help me? My first question was, does your family friend have a LinkedIn account? They told me no. At that point, I knew my ability to help had been restricted. Right. So you've got to have a digital footprint. You've got to have a LinkedIn profile. You've got to have something out there that's proof that you are the person that you say you are because you're not going to get many intros or doors opened if you don't have something out there digitally. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, you know, I guess the, the thing about it is for young people, I mean, uh, a lot – this is not true for all young people, folks, so I'm not throwing everybody under the bus, but uh, – Sometimes the uh, allure of TikTok or uh, other platforms is too great. That's where they spend Instagram. That's where they want to spend their time. 
Yeah, you're right. Yeah. If you get on LinkedIn, you gotta you gotta pass the grandmother test. If you say something on LinkedIn that would offend your grandmother or she wouldn't want to hear, don't put it on LinkedIn. Okay. Professional platform. It's all about, like I said, helping other people, presenting quality content. And it's not about your dog or your bicycle trip across America necessarily. I mean, yeah, you can put some personal inflection into what you do, mm-hmm. but when your LinkedIn activity looks more of a look at me and what I do in my life thing, that's not the voice of LinkedIn. There's got to be some value there that transcends to others. So let's dive into some of the, I, I guess the changes, because there's been a lot of feature changes. There always are on LinkedIn. Talk, give us some of the highlights there and and, and maybe help us discern what's important and what's not. One of the new ones that happened this past week, John, you might have noticed it, uh, is a native video meetings. Instead of having to go to Zoom or Microsoft Teams, you can now start a video meeting inside of LinkedIn using LinkedIn slash Microsoft technology. So you can do an instant meeting or you can actually schedule a meeting and you can have those meetings be as long as three hours and 30 minutes. Tip to you, John, don't invite me for a three-hour and 30-minute meeting. Okay, it's not going to happen, okay? Okay. <laughs> That's what, speaking of video, another thing they've done is they've provided a feature on LinkedIn which allows you to improve that emotional connection with someone that browses your profile. It's called a video cover story. You can actually take your LinkedIn mobile app and record a 30-second video and put it next to your LinkedIn profile photo on LinkedIn. People ask me, Greg, do I need to record one of those? Well, it depends. How well do you do on camera? Do you make a good presentation of your brand on camera? If you don't, you may not want to do that. Mm. But if you're on screen, do really good. You may want to do that. Also talking about stuff near your LinkedIn profile. If you don't want to do a camera shot of yourself talking, you can do a voice 10th minute introduction to your LinkedIn profile. If you'll notice next to the, uh, my name on my LinkedIn profile, there's a speaker icon Mm -hmm. that's designed for you to record the pronunciation of your name. LinkedIn gives you 10 seconds to do that. I think it's a waste of time just to say your name. So I say in 10 seconds, maybe introduce yourself, what you do, and invite people to reach out if you can help them. So that's that's another way you can create some emotion there. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're a small business or a medium-sized company and you offer services, there's a brand new section on the LinkedIn profile called the services area. And what it's actually doing is replacing what LinkedIn used to have called ProFinder, which was designed for small businesses and entrepreneurs. Well, the new thing is called services. So you can actually list your services on your LinkedIn profile. They will show up below your name and photo there, and people can instantly see what you do. But LinkedIn is taking it a step farther. In fact, as we speak right now, they're going to roll it out where people can actually review you on your services. And you can also request others to review your services and put that review on your LinkedIn services area. By the way, you can invite up to 20 people to write in, write reviews on you. And the reviews are specifically around one of the skills listed in your services area. So that's what that's going to be based on. So that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, LinkedIn polls, I don't have to tell you about that. Every time you scroll, you see a LinkedIn poll. I mean, people are really using, they're actually overusing those. And here's why. They recognize that LinkedIn gives greater exposure to polls. And what people tend to do when they find out something works, they repeat it over and over and over again. But what they don't realize is once you see the same thing over and over again, you don't see anything anymore. So we're almost at poll saturation right now. Another feature, and this is one that LinkedIn is really promoting, and I... I'm not clear why. I don't truly see the value in it. And that is something called creator mode. It's the ability for you to click a button on your LinkedIn profile. They rearrange certain things on your LinkedIn profile and make some changes to make you more of a creator. Well, I know from experience that 90% of the people on LinkedIn 
are not people what I call creators. I mean, if you're not somebody who is really doing a lot of genuine content posting, sharing a lot of articles, it's of no value to you to turn on creator mode. Mm Because here's what happens. When you turn on creator mode, it takes your about section, which to me is one of the top two most important sections of your LinkedIn profile, and it moves it down below your activity. So if your activity is weak, then you basically are not going to get a chance to have anybody scroll down to your about section. So I don't like that feature. The other thing I don't like is this. If you're new in your LinkedIn career, and using LinkedIn, and you turn on the creator mode, it changes your connect button on your profile to a follow button. And that, to me, is not a relationship building thing to do. Mm. If you're trying to grow your network, you need to have the connect button there. Now, if you're such a high level that you don't have time to connect with people you want to follow, I could see that. But you know what? Most people I talk to are nowhere near that level. So I'm not a real big – in fact, creator mode today, I did a post and when I did the post, a window popped up and says, do you want to turn on creator mode? I have this fear that a lot of people this morning are turning on creator mode and don't even know what they did. So if you have creator mode on, I want you to do some research to figure out what the mode is and make sure it benefits what you're trying to do. Mm. And on LinkedIn, as you can tell, too, they're always adding new sections. One I want to mention before we move on is the featured area. Very high profile area around the top third of your LinkedIn profile. You can put stuff like photos there, videos, uh, links to things online that show your brand authority, uh, files like PDF files and PowerPoint files. Again, other ways to prove that you are who you say you are and have people make that emotional connection with your LinkedIn profile and then indirectly with your brand. Let's, Greg, let's talk about company pages because, I th- you know, a lot of people wonder, should I have a company page? How much time should I spend on that? Um, how has LinkedIn's approach to company pages changed such that I need to pay more attention to that or not? It has ramped up a little bit. Initially, in the early days, the LinkedIn personal profile was the exclusive powerhouse on LinkedIn, Okay. Since that point, LinkedIn company pages have been introduced, and yes, they do have power, but it's still the point where company pages have nowhere close to the power of your personal profile. In fact, this is a statement I tell to a lot of groups when I speak to them, is that if you have a LinkedIn company page and you don't have at least one person at your company with a solid personal page strategy on LinkedIn, you have a dead company page. So it takes somebody within your company, your employees, to generate attraction to your company because the general rule nobody is looking for your company page on LinkedIn. They discover it and get to it by discovering one of your employees, one of the persons facing your company from outside, from inside the company. So that's how you get to the company page. Now, some of the cool things they've put on the company page recently that kind of encouraged me that LinkedIn is really increasing the focus is, one is you now have the ability to invite your LinkedIn connections to follow your company page, which has always been a challenge. How do you get people to follow your page? So that's kind of cool. But the really thing that excites me is, for the first time in a while, you can now see the names of all your followers on your company page. Mm-hmm. These are people that said to you in a non-spoken word, I'm going to follow your company page. I'm either doing business with you or I want to do business with you. And you can see their names. So what I recommend my clients do is go look at the followers on your company page. And when you're looking at the names on the page, if you're not connected with someone on that page, you may want to try to build a relationship to create that conduit between the company page and that person doing business with you. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense because folks have self-selected to follow you. So they obviously have some interest there for some reason. In fact, one of the points I make when I'm in front of groups is, When somebody invites you to connect on LinkedIn, they don't give you permission to sell them. 
Now, you do get that permission when they follow the company page. But when you connect with someone on LinkedIn, the only unspoken permission that's given is this, the ability to potentially build a mutually beneficial relationship. That's it. So keep your selling on your company page. Keep your helpfulness and providing value on your personal page. One more question on company pages. Uh, For those solopreneurs out there, because I know they wonder whether, uh, isn't my profile good enough? Because people hire me and I'm a solopreneur, it's just me. Should they have a company page or not? Or does it does it depend? I was one of those people that asked that question. Okay. And I got so very tired of having my company name on my LinkedIn personal profile and not having a logo for my company. So I built my LinkedIn company page primarily for the opportunity to brand my company and validate it. Okay. Currently, I'm still using my personal profile page 95% more than I am my company page because I am the brand on my company profile. That's where all my activity goes on. But I do have a company page again to validate myself and to give people a place to go and check me out and say, hey, he is legitimate. So yeah, for validation purposes and branding purposes for a small business, yes. Folks, we're chatting with Greg Burkhalter. He's the LinkedIn guy, and he is uh, – uh, here to talk all things LinkedIn and personal branding. Um, Greg hashtags, hashtags have been, have gotten a lot more popular on LinkedIn. Why? And what, how, how do folks need to use hashtags? I love capital L O V E. I love hashtags. I think this is one of the most exciting things to happen in LinkedIn in a long time. Hashtags have so much power. First of all, if you're not following quality hashtags on your LinkedIn newsfeed, you're not seeing anything of value there. So you need to make sure you're following at least 10 or 15 quality hashtags that pertain to the industry you work in or what your personal interests are. The other thing, too, is about hashtags. You have the ability to put them on your post. When you put them on your post, it has the potential to increase the exposure of your post beyond your normal community to those people who are subscribing or following certain hashtags. That's cool. But the thing I really think I like about LinkedIn hashtags is this. LinkedIn hashtags are your greatest opportunity and fastest way to take a non-developed personal professional brand and give it exposure at a level that you could never earn on your own for months to years. Here's how. Mm. Search a hashtag that pertains to your industry. Find thought leaders or content on that hashtag that pertain to what you do and add your comment or like to that. You have just left your little LinkedIn pond and now you're in the LinkedIn ocean with the big boys. I love that feature. So I'm going to recommend that you do some hashtag searching and get your voice into some new places where people would never discover you for several months or a year if you did not get in that place. And just to emphasize, I'll underline something you said earlier, get into those new locations, uh, giving, Yep. not selling. Correct. So um, how many hashtags? That goes back and forth. Uh, the current consensus is three. The most is five, but I shoot for three. Uh, Anything over five, I know it starts to deteriorate the potential exposure you get or the benefit you would get from using a hashtag. And when you get to be really a lot of hashtag heavy post, it just really just cuts back your your exposure dramatically. So I'd say three is what I shoot for. Got it. Okay. So uh, let's talk about daily strategy because I think this is where a lot of people, uh, and I'm, you know, you're the expert, so I'm sure you see this all the time where people come to your 
trainings. Um, they start out strong out of the gate. They lose a little momentum. Then, then they hadn't been on for a while. And then it's like, why bother? Right. I mean, they kind of drop off. How, how can someone develop the habit they need and what kind of habit do they need in terms of being on LinkedIn? They got to be consistent and they got to be authentic. Okay. Consistency is what will allow you to be successful on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is not an opportunist platform. If I hear you say to me, I think I will try it for a while. Don't even worry about it. It's never going to work. But if you are committed to it, if there's a commitment there of time and talents to make this thing work and a, and a drive to help other people be better as you go along your journey, you'll be successful. Again, every day you're consistent and every day you do the right next thing, your brand grows. So yeah, so what I do every day on LinkedIn, you'd be surprised to know this, but I've not changed anything. When I started out, I came up with a strategy, which proved to be correct for, for what I was doing, and I've never changed it. So what I do every day is I start my day by helping somebody. And that's what I love about LinkedIn. Any place or any platform that the number one most valuable thing is help somebody, count me in, okay? That's where I want to be. So help somebody means look at your LinkedIn newsfeed and try to find an article that you think your network might enjoy reading. If you do, you're going to like or comment on that article. And when you do, your network gets it. Uh, your network also gets to see the name of the original poster. And the original poster's network gets to see your name. So everybody gets brand exposure. The number one mistake I see people do on their LinkedIn newsfeed is this. Do not push the share button, okay? This is not Facebook. Mm. When you push the share button, you take any post and you reset the likes and comments to zero. So when your network sees it, it becomes a new, boring post with nobody interacting. Mm. Even worse, though, that post is now only being viewed by your network. So only your network sees your name. The other person's network who generated the article never sees your name. So when you do that, you basically hijack the post and remove any opportunity of your name being seen by the other person's network. So always like or comment. And by the way, I don't know if you know this, but your actual newsfeed on LinkedIn, there's two ways you can sort that. The default setting is top. That's basically what LinkedIn wants you to see based on the LinkedIn algorithm. But you do have one other option. Up at the top, there's something called a little drop down arrow next to top. Click on it and it says recent. When you go to recent, your newsfeed reconfigures in more of a chronological order, so you can actually live your network. So usually I start my day in recent. I go back for about two hours worth of post. Then I switch to top. That's kind of how I found my content. And if I struggle to find good content that I want to interact with, I just gave you my tip. It's a power tip. I search a hashtag and try to find me an article there. Mm. So that's how I start my day. Next thing I do, I'm always growing my network because if you're not growing your LinkedIn network, if you have the same number you did a year ago, you're not moving forward. You're moving backward, okay? Keep in mind, I believe that there's only like 20% of the people on LinkedIn really have a clue what they're doing. So think of how many LinkedIn connections you have. What's 20% of that? Will that number help you grow a nationally recognized brand? I seriously doubt it. Right. So always be great. In fact, I recommend to people I train to grow your network by at least 500 people per year by writing a nice personal note and connecting with the person. And then once they connect, you drop them a quick note back. The third thing I do and the thing that people automatically think is the most important thing is I got to post something on LinkedIn. No, you don't. If you're new on LinkedIn, you can't start posting away because if you've been dormant, on LinkedIn. And suddenly I see you posting like several times a week. My first opinion is not, or first question is not, 
I wonder who this informative person is. My first question is, where did this person come from and who are they? Okay, so you've got to kind of get yourself into the LinkedIn community slowly, start building some relationships, start helping other people. Find people that you can start growing that relationship with who will help you in your efforts to grow your brand. So if you're a poster and ghoster where you get on there and you just post it and you log out, you're going nowhere. You got to give, 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 and then you can do some stuff. But you got to give first. And the amount you're giving is dramatically more than anything you're trying to receive in return. That's kind of the way life is in a way, right? I mean, when you give, you get back, but that's a philosophy. And, and like LinkedIn is amazingly built around that philosophy, right? It's, it's all about relationships. In fact, one of the other things I do in my morning, when I start my day, I look at that little bell icon at the top of the screen, the Mm -hmm. notifications icon. I go through there and I wish people happy birthdays and congratulations on jobs. There's several reasons why I do that. First of all, I want to let them know I care. But also, I'm judging how many supporters I potentially have out there. They're seeing my content, too, because when they respond to me and say, thank you, I know they're there. Mm. So it's a way I gauge who's out there. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, Folks, we're chatting with Greg Burkhalter. Greg is the LinkedIn guy. And uh, he is the LinkedIn guy, not because he says he is, but because that's what the brand that was conferred upon him. You you might want to give the backstory on that because you use that as an example of what how you define your brand it's what people say about you i've heard you say that well when i was first starting out i was trying to convince people that i was going to help people with linkedin training and coaching Mm -hmm. they thought it was the craziest idea in the world and having the name like greg burkhalter that doesn't exactly flow off your lips so i had to find some way when i meet someone for the first time leaving them with something they could remember So I came up with, oh, I'm the LinkedIn guy. And I kept using it repetitively and repetitively and repetitively. And now I don't use it quite as much because they use it when they talk about me. And that's when you know your brand is getting growth is when the other people use your brand tagline more than you do. I think we could name the show the LinkedIn guy and people would know who we were talking (laughs) about. So, uh, um, well, let's let's talk, uh, I guess, uh, maybe LinkedIn learning. I mean, that has changed. Yeah, is there anything we need to be paying attention to LinkedIn learning wise? LinkedIn learning used to be a platform that you had to pay for to use. Okay. That was kind of the way it worked. Well, a few years ago, some libraries started offering the free access. Well, recently that has really expanded dramatically. So if you're not familiar with LinkedIn learning, it's about 17,000 full length video training courses that normally you have to have a LinkedIn learning license to watch or have a paid version of LinkedIn. But As you said, the LinkedIn guy might have another idea how you could get access, maybe a little less than what you would pay for. Mm -hmm. You can get free access from your local library. In fact, in our Atlanta metro area, the Gwinnett County, Fulton County, Cobb, and DeKalb libraries all offer free, unlimited LinkedIn learning access. Mm. And as a professional nowadays, if you're not growing and learning, you're not growing your value. Because things are changing so fast, you have to be prepared and upskilled to handle the next situation. So LinkedIn Learning is a great tool for that. So what you will do is you'll just make sure you get you a library card from that particular library. You log online to the library website, type in your library card, and you're on LinkedIn Learning and learning away. So I'm going to recommend you do that because, again, grow your skills, raise your value. And then again, if you go LinkedIn learning and you graduate from some courses, put them on your LinkedIn profile. There's an area under accomplishments called 
courses. You can put that there. Mm. And sometimes you can take LinkedIn learning courses and that will even give you a badge that you can put under your uh, licenses and certifications. So show that you're learning because, again, that's what companies are looking for. And actually, to be honest with you, your customers are looking for that, too. Mm. They don't want to buy from a vendor who said in 1977. They want a vendor who's aware of what's going on. Right. Right. So, Greg, let's talk about the uh, types of clients you work with uh, and how that uh, uh, what your practice looks like right now. I mean, who's a good fit for you? Any business or professional that their particular business is focused around relationships to grow and be successful. I can help you with that. Okay. Began my career doing one-on-one coaching. And what I soon discovered was I became overwhelmed with one-on-one coaching and I couldn't make the large scale impact I was hoping to make. So I focused more on corporate and collegiate training in the last few years. And it's, it's really worked out well. Um, if your company, if you have sales team of people that are, that are what I call digitally dormant, they're not on LinkedIn. Well, they may be on LinkedIn, but they're only hunting for customers and they're firing out sales pitches. That is not on LinkedIn. Okay. That's, mm. that's just having an account and blasting stuff. Anything you do under the radar on LinkedIn does nothing to grow your company brand or your personal brand. The secret of LinkedIn is not being on LinkedIn. It's being in LinkedIn. That means in there daily with the strategies I described to you earlier. So corporations, they could be small companies. They could. Be, I've trained some major companies in the last few months, which is incredible. In fact, a major telecommunications company hired me to train a hundred of their interns. Mm. I thought that was so impressive that a company would invest in their interns. Wow. So we talked about everything about how to use LinkedIn, and we even talked about how to use LinkedIn to find a job, because you know what? They realize not every intern will ever work for that company, but they want to make a difference in professional lives, so they brought me in for that. Colleges, again, they bring me in to talk to their, usually their juniors or seniors about how to have a rock-solid LinkedIn profile, how to begin building those relationships with thought leaders in their industry, so that when they get out of college, they're not starting from ground zero. They probably already have opportunities for internships and jobs waiting for them. Had a, a, a text message, actually an hour before you and I came in here, somebody said, uh, Greg, uh, my child is being told in high school they need to set up a LinkedIn profile, and they're a junior. What do you think? I said, I think your teacher is on the ball. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. In fact, I'm going to be uh, going back for probably my third or fourth year in a row next month and training some of the top elite students in Johns Creek, Johns Creek juniors and seniors, for three hours on how to use LinkedIn and build their brand. So I'm going to recommend if you have a, a child in school, they must have a LinkedIn profile completed during their senior year of high school. Mm. They must. That, that's uh, awesome. Now, now, Greg, let's, um, uh, this has been great. And uh, you, uh, you're definitely the LinkedIn master. Uh, for those that would like to be in touch, would like to learn more about your services and how you help folks, uh, how, the, how can they do that? Well, you can check out my website, which is gregburkhalter.com. But if you really want to get a good feel of what I'm about, what my message is, what I do with people, and what others think about what I do for them, mm-hmm. check out my LinkedIn profile, which is uh, linkedin.com forward slash in forward slash Greg Burkhalter. So that's my LinkedIn. Program. And if you want to hear me talking about LinkedIn in more detail, other than what you've heard today, I'll suggest you go to my profile and scroll down to the bottom of the profile and go to the publications area. You will hear a lot of other video and audio interviews there, give you a chance to hear some of my talking points. And hopefully there'll be a tidbit or two there that will help you along your LinkedIn game. 
Mm-hmm. And if you'd like to call me on the phone or, or text me, you're welcome to do that. Uh, 770-313-2385. But more importantly, if I can ever do anything for you and help in any way, it would be my honor to talk to you about how I can assist you. Greg Burkhalter, folks, the LinkedIn guy. Greg, thanks so much for coming back in. My pleasure. Let's not make it so long next time, okay? I'm with you on that, pal. Thanks. <laughs> thanks. Folks, hey, just a quick reminder, uh, if you've got administrative tasks in your business that are weighing you down, if you've got bookkeeping that's weighing you down and you being the owner, you're spending too much time on things you really should outsource, uh, I've got a suggestion that involves picking up the phone and calling SES Gabito over at Office Angels, 770-442-9246. Now, if you're shy, you can go to the website and check it out and see all the services that she provides. My suggestion is you just give her a call and explain what your problem is. And what she does is assign an angel or two to you who fly in, get the job done, and they fly out. And they do it on an ongoing or as-needed basis. Uh, She's been doing this for 21 years, so she knows a thing or two. Let's just put it like that. And I can tell you that uh, uh, my business runs more smoothly because I work with Essie. So I couldn't uh, endorse anybody uh, more than that. So uh, check her out. Essie Escobedo, Office Angels, 770-442-9246, and let her know that I sent you. And, folks, just a quick reminder as we wrap up here, you can find our show, North Fulton Business Radio, On all the major podcast platforms, yes, we're on all of them. North Fulton Business Radio is a search term. Here's my bold request. Uh, Go find the show and subscribe to it. But when you do, give us a five-star review. It's not about me. It's not about Business Radio X. It's about our great guest that we want to uh, be found. And you supporting the show in that way uh, helps them to be found. Uh, uh, Business leaders like Greg and the other over 600 we've had on this show over the over the years. So uh, if you could do that for us, we would greatly appreciate it. So for my guest, Greg Burkhalter, I'm John Ray. Join us next time here on North Fulton Business Radio.